How does a bastard orphan son of a whore? Nope, no, it's not that song. Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> I see what's happening here. You're face to face with greatness, and it's strange. Nope, fuck, not that song either. Shit. Okay, we're talking movies. We're talking in the Heights, starring Anthony Ramos, Melissa Barrera, Corey Hawkins, and Leslie Grace. Screenplay by Correra Agarra Hughes, based on the musical stage. Uh, play by Lynn Manuel Miranda, directed by M or John M. Cho. Hey Chris, this is the best days of my life. That's it. Oh, you're just going with that simple quote. A dream isn't some sparkly diamond we get sometimes. It's rough and it's not so pretty. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Today, we're going to be talking about the brand new 2021 film, In the Heights, or as I like to call it, Bore on the Floor. Scott, take us away. What the fuck? Like, I don't even understand why this podcast goes long. Just fucking do that. Like, we should just have a five-minute podcast. <laughs> like, just fucking bury the lead every fucking time. <laughs> no, but this, it builds uh, it builds anticipation, as they say in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, or, or they just cut it off like, oh, okay, Chris doesn't like it. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, so what you're confirming is this is the Chris show. It's how'd you like that movie? Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that's what happened since the beginning. You just you know, your personality just overtook, right? Yes. Yes, but yes, yes. Like I, hot gravy. I don't understand. Like, like that's the thing. I don't sometimes it just What do you not understand? How babies are made? We can have that conversation it, off the podcast. I was going to say I, I have 3 of them, so I know how <laughs> well, they're you know, made. You, that doesn't mean you know you know how they're made. You just know they keep showing up. Yeah, sure enough. Like little luckily they all luckily they all look like me, so I know <laughs> I know a portion of that. Or, but, or or your wife has a type a type. Yeah, sure enough. Sure enough. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> back to in the heights. Listen, I yeah, I don't I don't understand how you did not like I think you need psychological help. Okay. Like, break it down, break it cause, down. Because every movie that you know Every movie, it's been two. It's been two movies. In a row. No, it's every, every, it's every, even Mortal Kombat you didn't like. <laughs> That's a movie I was never gonna like. Come on. But so, <laughs> so let so. me guess. I feel like you're going with the. I thought Chris liked musicals. How could you not like this musical? Is that is that the crux no. of your argument? Or no, not that. Like because you you can you know contrary to belief have a different opinion, but uh, <laughs> I often do. But yeah, like even with this one itself, like because you're very critic based and stuff like that, so. Even and you go all about the Rotten Tomatoes. So this one's ninety six percent critics, yeah. ninety four audience. But you're, right. you're like, it's boring. It's boring. And that is absolutely. You are correct. You so far you're you're hitting hitting two for two or three for three. I, I agree with all of those statements. But like for me, like this was this was the warm hug you kind of needed after like a little COVID when you're starting to like open up. You know, this this embraces you kind of thing. Like it was. Like it wasn't long. Like it was two time, hours and twenty one minutes long. It was about an hour too long. I wouldn't say that. I didn't. I didn't feel that at all with this one. I got I'll to. I got to an hour and a half, and I was like, oh, I checked to see like how many more minutes I had, and I was like, fuck a duck, really? I got another fucking fifty minutes in this this motherfucker. So, what didn't you like about it? No, that's, no, no. Well, before we do that, because. Uh, last week, my producer gave uh, gave me, I'm going to say some 
shit because he said I didn't qualify some of my statements. So I'm going to qualify some statements when we get into this, um, and hopefully that'll keep the producers happy. Uh, but so until, I, I and producers also the, speaking the producers, that's it. a fucking better musical uh, m- film. Go watch the producers instead of this. Just on the topic of producers uh matthew broderick is fantastic in it uh why don't you tell me what you liked about this did you did you know much about in the heights prior to yeah give me give us give us your tell the audience the the love where the hug came from this was well first surprising because this was when we did our uh what we're looking forward to do this year episode yep this this was on my list and it was one of your honorable mentions if i'm not mistaken 100 percent right um, I like Lin Manuel. I liked Hamilton. Um, did you see Hamilton in the theater, or did you just see it on Disney? No, Plus? I watched it on Disney Plus. That's did you like I it on Disney it Plus? On. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. It was, yeah, that's great. <laughs> now, explain to me again. If you were so looking forward to, like, what was the thing that made you like and hamilton's probably longer like hamilton on disney plus is longer than this film yes it is because they cut out a bunch of like the songs and subplots from what i saw from the musical when they converted it to film sure yeah lots of lots of musicals are you know two and a half hours three long hours long like plays and stuff like that right like they tend to have a bit of a longer you can throw in two intermissions in if you need to or whatever so okay, did you so what is your need question? an intermission? Uh, my, my question is, did you need an intermission for this movie for you to enjoy uh, it? I just, like, needed, to, I just it? needed to not watch it is what I, I needed to do. Uh, but if you, if, if you want, I can. So first off, I guess your first question is like, if you were so excited, kind of like how the wheels fall yeah, off. Well, exactly and then we'll go back and forth on this because i i am interested in this so yeah absolutely i was super excited i love lin mel miranda's work i mean i mean hamilton is the big one i'm a huge hamilton fan uh my daughter got me hooked up with the hamilton soundtrack uh from the broadway musical and i have it in my car and i actually uh i even have it on i have a little playlist when i'm doing theater that i used to like you know like open up my voice and get my mouth moving and i love it i love hamilton and so um, I was super excited to watch this. I knew there was some controversy. I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm like, this is fucking going to be great. Like, this is right in my ballpark. I'm going to love this. A very similar thing happened when I was getting ready to watch La La Land. Super excited. I'm like, old Hollywood music. I mean, I'm not a big Ryan Gosling guy, but he works in that role. You know what I mean? He's fine in that. It's not drive. Um, so I settle in just like I did for... Uh, La La Land, except La La Land, I was in the theater, so I was fucking locked in that seat. Um, And it kicked off. And, like, to be honest, like, right from the beginning, I was like, whoa, I'm I'm not getting hooked. Like, I'm not getting hooked by these songs or their presentation. And just to make, so, just for a bit of a caveat, though, you know, I do understand that, like, with Hamilton, I knew that music upside down and backwards before I ever actually went and saw it in the theater. And then I, definitely before I saw it on Disney Plus. So there is a there is an advantage. The same was when I was growing up. Phantom of the Opera was my favorite. I, I knew all the words to Phantom of the Opera before I saw it. So, you know, I will give In the Heights a little bit of slack in the sense that I came into it with a very different kind of experience. Uh, that said, uh, I did go back and listen to some of the songs from the Broadway production. And they're good. Like, they're fine. So that makes me go... It's execution. It's not the music itself. I do think that the music isn't as good as Hamilton, but I mean, it is also written before Hamilton. So 
uh, In the Heights, part of it is got started when Lin-Mel Miranda was in university, right? So Hamilton's a much more, uh, it's a better constructed production because he's more experienced as a playwright and a lyricist at that point. Um, so yeah. Okay, but, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead like, yeah. Push back. Now, push back. To, yeah. To contradict, like from the beginning, and again, I didn't know anything from the story. And I think, like, especially since doing this pod, I've tried to go in as much as possible when watching when we're watching the new films yep. without knowing anything, right? Like, so I have an honest opinion. Sort of how, like, neither one of us now listen to film podcasts for the most part, right? Because we don't want it yeah. to conflate Well, I don't listen opinions. to any, yeah. I don't listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want my own opinion. I don't want to be regurgitating somebody else's. That's right. Um, right? And I don't want a seed to be planted that I didn't think of, too. Like, and and that's the thing at the beginning. Speaking of seeds being planted, started, uh, we're going to call out, uh, what's that podcast that ripped you off? Or we feel that you that ripped you off? All the Right Movies? Uh, about the uh, the Aliens quote or whatever? Or the uh, Bill Paxton? Aliens and Predators? So All the Right Movies... We see you. We know what you're fucking doing. Stop ripping off our show. Anyway, keep going, Scott. And 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 you. Thanks for blocking me on Twitter, motherfuckers. That's sorry. I just I had really? to put that caveat in there. I just had to put that in there. So, you know, just be the better man, man. Just be the better I man. I just was. Anyway. I just was the better man. You just told them to fuck off. <laughs> sorry, I, I probably took your train right off the your train of thought off the track there. Yeah. Anyways, but what I was going to say is. So I, I watched this with my oldest uh, daughter because she she's a big Lynn fan as well now. And at the beginning, like she knew more of the story than I did. And when they're like kind of setting it up at the beginning and they're talking about like the two girls and I'm like, oh, is this like a musical version of definitely maybe is the whole point of this to find out who's going to be the kid's mom at the end? And she's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, you definitely then, had no idea what you were getting into when you watched it. Yeah, movie. like, <laughs> no, no, I knew nothing, right? But So um, you didn't know it was, like, about gentrification and, like, the last remaining Latinx community, community in New, uh, you know, New York City. Like, you didn't know any of that stuff? Nothing. Okay. Nothing whatsoever, right? I, I, just, I just wanted to fucking, you know, just randomly have people talk and then uh and do, maybe do some dancing. start singing and then like all of a sudden in the streets there's some choreograph like i'm like fuck why can't real life be like that well it can <laughs> it can be okay. you can you it can is. start dancing whenever you want but um yeah like from from the beginning it i thought i thought john cho's direction was very well and some of the cinematog- uh cinematography choices that were made i enjoyed a lot uh, I love that dancing on the on the side building, of the building. Scene. Yeah, like I loved how they did that. Even the the pool scene where they did that. I did like, like that choreography that. because they use uh, like some aerial shots and stuff like that, so you could like see the complex chore- choreography develop. Um, I mean, I'm partial to ballet, and so they're like you're watching the cameras panning past the railing and they're all basically doing bar work like bar b-a-r-e uh so i mean there was some definitely some good choreography but for yeah, a musical that, that, but it's a that, fucking musical so you expect that true like i was reading on the on the pool scene it took them three days to do it with 500 extras that that were in that scene but like even the one where that chore- uh, contortionist was like behind that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
like even though the other guy was singing i'm just looking at the contortionist like like he's gonna pop his fucking arm off that's <laughs> like, called just... a pop and lock pop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i think that's where we contradict like i think you went in with so much expectations that this was gonna be like hamilton and everything like that that you to me it feels like you did not even give this its own shot when you're like it's oh, not like that. don't throw away that shot from alexander hamilton no i already did the songs from hamilton uh, <laughs> i did like the they threw in a little easter egg when he picks up the phone and the the uh like the pause music or the sorry the call wait uh what would you call that the on hold music yeah. is from hamilton i was like oh that's clever i mean that's clever yeah yeah, it was. But okay, so now go. So what else didn't you? What else? So again, like my my big takeaway is I feel like the songs aren't as hooky as Hamilton. It's not Chicago. Um, so I mean, the original when they were originally planning to have this done for about 2011, Kenny Ortega was was signed on to direct or was in talks for directing. And he did like Newsies and Hocus Pocus and uh, High School Musical 3. And so maybe a director with a little more musical experience might have been better. Uh, also, their DOP. I mean, I didn't think the cinema, considering you're basically going to be shooting all this amazing choreography, and I do think some of it worked out. I felt that the DOP, Alice Brooks, who doesn't really have anything of note behind her. Like, I would have brought on a really strong DOP for this, or at least the DOP that's used to working on musicals. Because... You're tr- again. You're you're laying out all this choreography. You got to make sure that it like translates properly to the screen. Um, you know, one of the okay. So I'm going to make a couple comparisons here. So this is basically a musical movie, right? And I would put that in the same class as like Chicago, the film version of Chicago, uh, Hamilton. Where what they did is recorded uh, live performances, and that's kind of the other way you can do it, right? So. You know, it's a bad example to try and compare it to Hamilton because Hamilton was basically they did a bunch of they they had a couple performances I think two or three two with live live audience they recorded them and then they get all that footage and they make you the best possible package of what that performance is but it's the same length there's nothing really edited out you're watching the performance so I'm gonna put the the Hamilton version aside because it's not a film it's a recording. Um, if you go and watch Chicago, which I think is a really good example of a transition uh, from stage to film, is it always kept you kind of engaged. And I get it, man. Like, Chicago's kind of hot. It's kind of sexy. Uh, but they moved back and forth. Like, even just the way... So if you haven't seen Chicago, basically, it, it goes back and forth between, like, real life and, like, a stage performance, right? So a lot of the, like, uh, written dialogue, like, the book work, the uh, the non-lyrical stuff is all set in Chicago. And then when they sing, it takes place on, like, fictitious stages and stuff. So it's this great transition back and forth, and it, and it works, and it's beautiful. And it's, it's again, it's a, it's a fantastic example. In the Heights tries to just kind of, like, do that seamless thing where you're, like, you're walking down the street, and then we jump in the song, and blah, 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 which is fine, if you can execute it properly. And I found that actually here, I'm going to give you my quote because I think it actually says better than anything I can say. So John Anderson of American magazine said, why are the visuals so relentlessly static and boring? Why doesn't this movie soar away from the stage doing what a film version of stage shows are supposed to do 
broaden rather than strangle the virtues of the material. And I 100% agree is that film is supposed to give you options. And in this, it felt like the film, again, like he said, strangled the production. There's cinematography that's not great, but it's static and slow and boring, which normally what you would do is fill in these spaces with these great visuals. And they just didn't do it. So I wasn't hooked by the music. The actors were fine. I mean, and of course, Lin Man, uh, Lin Manuel, Manuel is uh, he's got a cameo in it, which is always fun. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't hooked by the music. The choreography was good, but not great, and not not enough through the film. Uh, and it was too static and slow. It was too long. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm not I'm not Latinx, so maybe like I mean, there's a cultural association with this, but I mean, this musical had 13 Tony nominations and won four of them, and it won a Grammy. So, I mean, non-Latinx people thoroughly enjoyed the stage performance. So I'm, I'm chalking this whole motherfucker up to bad execution. Chris, I think you're a little contradicting. Last week you said you only deal with the critics who are known who the fuck is this American guy that you're talking about? Hey man, he's 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 listed as a top critic on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So like, I mean, do you like that? I just went into a music. Yeah, I saw I that, and it was it was as bad as watching fucking In the Heights. So <laughs> it wasn't as bad. Fuck you. <laughs> this like, I think performance wise, everybody did amazing job. Sure. Like sure. if I had to make one one. Um, criticism of it was the, the one musical number the um avila one mm-hmm. when she's going back in her history like that i kind of would have taken out because to me it kind of took away with what that scene was supposed to be doing like her and i don't want to give any spoilers but um yeah, that's the only one scene I would kind of take out, maybe replace it with another song or dance or whatever. But I think what you're saying, like comparing this to Chicago, whatever, right? Like you can't really, because it's two different stories, two different movies, right? Every movie and is same, two different stories and two different movies. <laughs> like, there's only five stories in real in reality. Sure, but right? I mean, this is a musical. But, this is a musical. That is a musical. It is a film version of a musical. So was Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing that I found interesting, like um, reading up on this film, this film was filming the exact same time and like beside, beside Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. So it'll be interesting because I'm assuming we'll do West Side Story. It'll be interesting to compare because we'll have this perfect comparison that comes out in 2021. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I even I cut yeah, you there. yeah, you did. Yeah, because I even read a quote from from the director who's saying like, if you look closely in some of the scenes, the West Side Story catering truck is in the scenes because that's how close <laughs> they because they're both filming in the same places in New York. And the same time, like exactly same. Like <laughs> at one point when um, I was reading, like Lin Manuel, like snuck it onto their set to watch them film the the Maria scene, like yeah, her yeah, singing yeah. Maria yeah. or the Maria song. Like just sat there and just was watching them do that, right? And then went back to his to his movie. But and I think if you're going to do a compare and contrast, then you can do that with the original West Side Story and Spielberg's, right? Sure. I think with the with this one, um, 
you can't because it is its own story and it's it's representative of that culture and like what that jennifer gentrification sorry i can't say the word gentrification yeah uh meant to them during that time right 100 and it's the same thing like i know you're talking about controversy like if you want to bring that up like I, I, and i'd I, love to hear i don't want to i actually it. don't there is controversy around this and it has to do with like whitewashing or brownwashing or whatnot. Uh, I, I'm uh, neither one of us are from those communities, so I I'm not gonna wade into that. I mean, if you're if you were interested in reading about that controversy, uh, the internet is full of it. Um, I, I you can you can touch it if you want, but I it's not yeah, like I for wanna, me, I don't want to go. It, it doesn't no, mean no, anything for to me, me, right? Yeah, like for me personally, I don't think he should have apologized. To be honest. Um, cause so, so you do want to talk about the controversy because that's that's literally what you're going to do right now. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll say what I, I'll like my opinion. It's not like my opinion means much. Come on, but you sound a lot like Bill Maher right now. So keep going. I, no, no, no. Like I, I don't think he should have apologized because I think what it does bringing up the conversation was I think good in general, right? Like it it brought up a conversation. It brought up about the Afro Latin. Teenex, I believe that's what they mentioned. That wasn't very well represented, but I think especially what it does because now, there is a large percentage of that community in the Washington Heights area, right? I think that right, was one of their which, big criticisms. They're like, "You just took us out, like of of this." Well, whole story. Leslie, the the actress Leslie, Leslie Grace, Grace is 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 that she's Afro Latinx. Yeah, but she's not dark skinned. Is what the conversation is. Yes, I, I understand. But what I'm saying is what she's a three time, opening, she's a three time Latin Grammy nominee. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. No, there, like there's uh, some really the thing, solid like uh, musical pedigree on this on, in this. I mean, that is one of the things with a musical is like you can't fuck around. Right. Like you've got to bring in people that are capable of doing the singing and the dance. You need real triple threats for the most part. Right. So. Yeah. No, no. One hundred percent. I agree. And, and what I was saying, like in terms of this, like I think bringing up the conversation of that of them not being res- represented was well, right? I don't think he should have apologized for it, but because I think what it does is it really, and now it opens the door for somebody of that background, of that heritage to write their story, right? And have that represented. Instead of apologizing that it wasn't there, I think it should be now brought in. But right? you, can, you and, can do, you, and again, I don't, I don't want to get too down this path, uh, I mean, I think you can do both. He can admit for whatever reason, like, okay, we, we fucked up. Sure. I think that's, he's a good man. Uh, he's done a lot for his community and he goes, yeah, we fucked up and he owned it. And I think, so that's good. That shows like a, a humility that uh, you don't see often in the entertainment industry. And what you're talking about can happen too, is that mm-hmm. an, uh, an Afro Latinx person can be like, yeah, you know what? And I want to see myself represented more because that's what Lynn Mel Lin-Manuel did, right? Like, or Miranda mm-hmm. did, right? He was like, there is no Latin musicals, like, and not to the extent that they're fully cast or, or Hamilton, colorblind casting and stuff. So he is on the vanguard of that. Um, but again, he's not so into himself that he couldn't take that step back and be like, you know what? You're right. Because I think what that does is it helps end the conversation. But then you get guys like fucking Bill Maher who have no real say in that conversation. Some like, uh, limousine liberal fucking white dude talking about how you know Lynn shouldn't have done this and shit. Fuck that. Lynn said sorry. The the stuff was directed at Lynn. It's his production. So Bill, fuck off. 
Stop trying to make yourself relevant in a conversation you're not part of. Anyway, um, <laughs> it just, I yeah. found it. I, 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 now, I, now I actually get, I get, I get, really, up, I get right? really tired of fucking Bill Maher using his little pedestal to just like, I get it. He's trying to stay relevant. That's his fucking TV show. But like more often than not, and I used to really like Bill Maher. Uh, I just find him fucking irrelevant. He's just a fucking, he's, he's like the new version of the left, the left wing, uh, shock jock. You know what I mean? He just says shit. And I'm like, I don't even know if he believes the things he says, but he just creates controversy and he can fuck off. Like, you know, and he's not a pro Bernie guy. So fuck you. It's nice to talk about not having universal healthcare when you're fucking rich. Um, (laughs) anyway, 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 um, (laughs) You so, should have done that in a song and dance. I should have. <laughs> Jazz hands. Da, 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 da. Uh, I mean, I just want to quickly talk about the cast. And then I and I do want to talk a bit about the fact like that you, I mean, you're normally a big box office guy. Like, hey, but it's a good movie because it made fucking $6 trillion. Um, well, actually, let's do that first. Uh, it did not do well at the box office. Um, and some people are saying that's that's kind of okay. I mean, it had a $55 million budget. It so far has only done 30. Um I don't know if that had, I mean, there's a lot of kind of reporting on like, I mean, it was released on HBO Max at the same time, but I mean, other things released like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that uh, still did well at the box office. I don't know. You're kind of a box office, you know, stats kind of guy. Why do you think, cause you liked it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it did not do well at the box office? I think what we were, I think a factor was what we were just talking about. Because I think with that, like how that news with that controversy came out. But isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't like bad news, good news usually? Like, isn't like bad sometimes, controversy? Like... Sometimes. But I think the way it was presented, it wasn't. Um, and, and that's what I was saying, like in terms of his um, apology, like the way it was presented was because this wasn't re- like this heritage was not represented blah 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 you should cancel it you shouldn't watch it it's a bad movie right because they're not in there right and i think and that's the thing i think a lot of exactly like a bit of a like a protest vote like i'm i'm not gonna see it just because i think that was a factor because i literally came out just before the movie was to be released right that's when it started right like i think it was like two or three days before the actual premiere um but Contrary to that, this is one of the films that HBO Max hasn't actually released the numbers on how many people have watched it, which it's done with all the other. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe it killed. Maybe it killed. Maybe people just fucking yeah, could. sat at home like, you know, if that's how you watch your right musicals it, or whatever. Right? <laughs> all right. Try, trying to trying to go to the beat uh but also with choreography uh, they um they <laughs> I, I just have that fucking no, you can't I laugh at your own jokes to the point that, that you can't, can't reason, continue trying talking to, like, go to the beat. But, <laughs> all right all right now. Uh, Fam- but, this is a family show sure enough um well but, we both yeah. have family so doesn't that make it a family show I think that's a factor. That's it. But that's also, your, that, okay, so you're saying you know, the controversy in terms is of enough musicals, to like, like I don't remember. And I think maybe La La Land was the last one that a musical was. But that's a Christmas Greatest time. Showman. That's, Greatest like, showman. I'm talking about summer. 
Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I thought, and actually, I don't know if, is, was La La Land a summer release? Because they talked, I was reading a variety, variety article where they talked about the fact that musicals in the summer mm-hmm. are not, yeah, cause they I, don't like, necessarily perform usually, really well, right? Um, um, yeah, they're usually, sorry, um, they're usually... Okay. They're usually Christmas time, yeah. like where it's more family oriented. Sure. Well, which is why why yeah. West Side Story is going to come out. It's going to be like a, a holiday blockbuster, right? Um. Anyway, so I, I think I think that uh, I'm sure that sorry I'm sure that uh, the COVID restrictions in certain states and around the world, like theaters have less capacity. Uh, again, the I, that Variety article I was reading, they did talk about the fact that. The running time, because I guess like, you know, you get over two hours, the amount of slots that you can like, you know, I mean, I think a two hour film, you can run it more times in one day is that that little bit of extra time may have constricted the amount of times that a theater could play it in one day. So, um, I mean, it's still in theater right now, so we'll we'll see. I mean, it could they, it could be a bit of a sleeper and it just kind of builds some momentum. People listen to this podcast and they're like, I really like what Scott said about the fucking movie. I'm going to go watch it. And you might be the catalyst for this thing to be the next big fucking thing. I doubt it. But I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Like, I don't know, global pandemic. Um, so but just before I'm done, I just want to quickly run over the cast. So we got Anthony Ramos, who plays Yuznavi. Uh, he so he was in the original Hamilton uh, he played John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton. He played the dual roles, the son of Alexander Hamilton. Uh, so he's a Grammy winner. Uh, I think you will be interested in the fact that uh, Melissa Barrett. So she like comes up through this like tradition of like uh, Telenuvo. Or is it Telemundo? Telemundo in Mexico and stuff like that. Um, she's in a Netflix show about soccer called uh, Club de Corvos. Corvos. Uh, she's in Vida. And this yeah, is what I think you'll be excited that. for. I She's going to be in Scream 5. But I have something coming out. super, super uh, we, funny about Anthony Go ahead, Ramos. go ahead, go ahead. He, he was in um, okay, that Honest Thief movie with, um, what's his name? Leo Neeson. His character's name was Raymond. Yep. He was also in A Star is Born, where he was credited <laughs> by his character's name as Raymond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't even bother like, like they okay. take his last name and just make it the character or what? I'm like, well, you got yeah. you gotta be like guys, you can so, you can write other names for Latin characters, you know what I mean? Um I mean, Leslie Grace, we've talked about her. She's a three time Latin Grammy Grammy nominee. Uh and Corey Hawkins, man, I think this guy's gonna be like a big deal. Uh, he did really well in Straight Outta Compton. Uh, I mean, you watched The Walking Dead. I think he had a recurring role on Walking Kongs. Dead. He was in Black Klansman. He was in Kong Skull um, Great theater actor. I mean, he's Kong. Yeah, Kong Skull Island. Um, he uh, he's got an Emmy and a Tony uh, nomination. He got his Tony nomination for Six Degrees of Separation, uh, the theater production, and uh, he was in. He played Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet, which is like one of my favorite Shakespearean characters. So, I think uh, Corey Hawkins is definitely an actor that we're going to see more often. Uh, he's got a film coming out. Yeah, uh, I think he, he's Beth, also in, uh, um, which looks really good as well. So, well, I mean, he's also in well, in pre-production or filming now in um, a movie that actually looks really good. It's based on the one chapter in the Dracula novel, the last, the last, um, the last voyage of the Demeter. So it's just about like the whole movie is about that boat trip, which oh, I cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when uh when the boat's so, coming to England good or whatever, they're right? filming it. You haven't seen it. Yeah, anything. that does look yeah. good. Come on. Fuck. You know what I mean. Um anyway, uh I I I honestly like I'm not even going to recommend this movie. If if like I paid $25 to fucking watch this movie again, so we we keep picking movies that I got to pay large amounts of money. Uh, don't do that. Don't pay big money. If you can see it for free or if you want to see it in the theater, great. It does not I get do, my recommendation I do. at all. Uh, what about you, Scott? Do you, you know, do, yeah, do yeah, your recommendation you know and then take a sip because I got nothing else to say. kind of like off topic for a second. I was having a conversation with my kids about our podcast and they're, they asked me a question like, how come you guys, um, they're like, how come you guys never actually ask anybody, how did you like that movie? they're like you title it but you never actually say how do you like that movie and i was like yeah we tried it and then we're uh i think we tried didn't we try that in the first two episodes and it just felt so ham-fisted that we're like you can listen to us and then you'll know how we like that fucking movie you know what i mean because our actual catchphrase is we're talking movies we're talking yeah so what i'm gonna i do recommend it because I would put Give it. Give us your in, recommendations, and then take us. Like out, I said, it's um, very upbeat. Like the story is grounded, and you know, it's like I said, it's that warm hug kind of thing. It just brings everybody together, kind of at the end. Yeah, if that warm hug like fucking but suffocates, like you suffocates you, but you. Otherwise, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to. So we do one that you actually are like fucking gaga over again because it's just these obscure obscure movies oh actually can can i can i can i can i can can i plug something before before we're we're gone so uh to anybody who uh loves tarantino if you haven't read his new book once upon a time in hollywood a novel fucking go get that book uh, or get the audiobook. Scott was nice enough to let me know that it was on Audible, which it is. It's amazing. Uh, I'm already halfway through it. I, I can't stop. Actually, I'm going to get off this podcast. I'm going to pop a drink. And uh, before watching some European Cup, I'm going to listen to more uh, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the novel. Go read that. <laughs> Check it out. It's fucking amazing balls. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. Well, first, I think it's funny that you said that's the best thing I've ever done for you. Like, well, on. I mean, I don't want to talk about the X-rated stuff on on the podcast, right? So, oh, and because your, your wife might don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're you're like, like she doesn't. My wife doesn't listen to my fucking podcast, so yeah, she doesn't. But <laughs> I was gonna say, like, who's the better wingman? Uh, well, you're yeah, you're a pretty good wingman. I mean, again, we don't really want to be talking about too much of the X-rated uh, stuff here on the <laughs> podcast. I told my wife, I'm like, I help Chris get pick up because I'm like. I, I know I'm not doing anything, so I can say whatever. Because <laughs> I'm coming home to you, on Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.